Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. This shooter to kill as many black people. Buffalo is a cultural city. The worst shooting in the city's history. The city of Laguna Woods is so pleased. Believe a group of churchgoers detained him and hogtied his legs. In cases like baby formula. Babies crying in our country because they're hungry and the shelves are bare. That is a major crisis. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. You know, it's really curious, this uh, shooting out in California. Uh, is this a uh, precursor to what might happen over between Taiwan and China? The man accused opening fire at that church in California is Chinese, Chinese immigrant, who allegedly is motivated by hate for the Taiwanese people. 68-year-old man accused of killing one and injuring five others before members of the Taiwanese congregation disarmed him and hogtied him. By the way, the sheriff out there said, gave kudos to the uh, folks in that church. Apparently, they wrestled this guy to the uh, ground, disarmed him, hogtied him. Unfortunately, he did critically injure four people, killed one individual. But uh, it's it's really curious. Okay, it, it... I, I didn't realize that the, I mean, maybe this is an, an outlier, but do the Chinese hate the Taiwanese? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I know the Chinese want to dominate the Taiwanese, but uh, apparently they hate them. Well, apparently it was a Taiwanese uh, or a Christian church full of Taiwanese people, from what I understand. You know, a lot of times you'll see these, uh, and you see it around here where you'll have a, a Presbyterian church, uh, they have their service at 11, and so they'll allow a, a, nif- a different congregation that might be a uh, a minority group of some sort. I mean, you see Korean uh, congregations mm-hmm. meeting at uh, churches, and they'll you know they'll meet at eight eight in the morning, and then the the Presbyterian church will meet at uh, 11 o'clock. I, I I think it must have been one of those situations where this Geneva Church, I think, was the name of the church, was. Um, I'm assuming that it was either a sub-congregation of that right. congregation or they were perhaps uh, just letting them use the facilities. And you think about it, uh, a church in particular, the, the Christian church, um, I mean, it's everything the Chinese Communist Party hates. hates. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're right. So I guess uh, – but it's amazing. You really hadn't heard much about it compared – I mean, I know, yes, the Buffalo shooting was tragic and uh, – well, it was horrendous. I mean, 10 people killed. Uh, yes. Um, but I, when I went this morning, you know, that's, of course, all all in the headlines. And you have to kind of really dig down deep in, in the other uh, websites like CNN and NBC. I mean, it's not kind of front page news to them. Well, what's interesting is, you know, initially it came out that this guy was a uh, was a conservative. Oh, yeah. that that's They're going to jump to that conclusion. Yeah. And guess what? peel back the layers of the onions it finds out that this guy hates conservatives and wanted conservatives to look bad and but it's a uh i couldn't get over last night uh or no let's see when the buffalo shooting happened it happened saturday right uh yeah it really hit the news big time yesterday though. yeah yesterday yeah. Morning. saturday night i think it but how everyone was jumping and when i say everyone the, the liberal media just jumping on the whole you know Pointing, pointing fingers at Tucker Carlson yes. and Fox News. Yeah. Good yeah. grief! Yeah. Well, wow. we got we got more on that. I've got some audio from the new press secretary, and uh, boy, 
Uh, the theme of today's, and, and look, we go through the stories and a theme emerges from the stories we come up with, but boy, the, the racism coming from the left, they, they call it systemic racism, and, and it is, but it's not coming from conservatives. <laughs> you, you know, it's amazing to me, I, I've got some friends that are you know, fairly uh, left of center, is, to put it mildly. And and they'll 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 bring up things like I I don't watch Fox News. It's racist. It's this. It's that. It's, when was the last time you watched Fox News? Well, I don't watch Fox yeah. News. I said, well, how do you, how know, do you know? How do you know what it says? You know, well, it's same just, thing they said about Rush Limbaugh for yeah. years. Year never listened to him, but oh, he's a racist. So today is the uh, eve of Election Day, and uh, boy, there is a lot of uh, folks running and. Again, the uh, Hank and Henry, I think, are, are fairly pleased with the <laughs> number of ads that were purchased in this election cycle. And of course, the question is, in this first congressional district race, Gesundheit, will, um, will anybody get 30%? You've got eight candidates in there. Uh, it, it appears that, and the, I think the polling is pretty iffy because any polling we've got is several weeks old at this point and they've really come out throwing punches big time uh the sandys are throwing punches at each other billy strickland is uh questioning sandy robertson's um conservative credentials after he cut checks to uh josh stein who's the attorney general so it's going to be interesting if if this gets you know over the finish line with someone getting 30 percent, i sort of think it's not going to happen i at this point i i would be surprised i mean if 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 a candidate gets 30 percent, it's just going to be barely 30 percent. i would think it was um, interesting i was talking to a friend of mine who um originally is from the roanoke rapids area hmm. and he was up there a couple of days ago and, and district one goes all the way up into that area and um he said the he said the only signs he saw out there were from Brent Robertson, who we had on Friday. And mm-hmm. he said he had hundreds of signs up in that area, but that's the only one. Now, obviously, that's not where the majority of the people live. But uh, if that's any indication to the rest of the rural parts of the district, perhaps we might get a surprise. There might be a lot of rural voters that vote in one direction. Now, now how long um, has the, the percentage been 30? Wasn't it? 40% for years as far as what you had to do to avoid a runoff? I don't remember. Oh. I, I, I can't say with any uh, certainty. Uh, the polls will open tomorrow morning in most cities across eastern North Carolina at 630. That includes Greenville, Jacksonville, and New Bern. The, uh, interestingly, the News and Observer came out with their recommendations uh, over the, their endorsements over the weekend. Did you see who they endorsed for the U.S. Senate race in the Republican Party? Mark Walker. So, really? I did not yeah, see that. I yeah, missed that. Yeah, yeah Mark Walker. Which, I, I, you know, believe me, I don't trust the News and Observer as far as I could throw them. And the fact that they endorsed Mark Walker, they probably think that's the best bet for getting the Democrat elected. Well, the, the, the cynic in me and what I typically what they uh, spew out in that fish wrap they call the News and Observer, um, I would think there would be something that they have a motive for endorsing any kind of candidate oh, yeah. that's a Republican. Oh, yeah, uh, other than really wanting to see that individual win. Uh, interesting uh, note on the Carolina Journal website. Uh, they don't know why, but the Carolina Journal has been kicked off of Facebook. 
Now, my now this is the primary, so I'd like to blame it on the fact that it's election time, but it's it's the primary, so I, I'm not sure why they would be kicked off, and they don't know why they've been kicked off. But uh, we do know they're very conservative, and uh, and boy, they do such a good job, not only digging into the issues, but. I will say, and look, I have no vested interest except for the fact that uh, the folks up there have always been very kind to us and always willing to come on and discuss the issues with us. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think to myself, these guys really do a good job investigating and they're pretty kind and winsome. I mean, you know, they can, they'll, they'll tell it like it is, but they do it in a winsome fashion where you don't feel like, okay, you're really insulting the opposition but apparently the Facebook uh, folks didn't like something that they said, and uh, they are now in Facebook jail. It's like, who cares? I don't think we... I don't think we've been in Facebook jail, but we have... What, oh, we have YouTube? been. We oh, have we have, been? oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It might have been a while, but... <laughs> but I, I know we've been kicked off before on some platforms when the things that we apparently said are now common knowledge that it was facts. You know. Big time. Um, it's just kind of... You know, it's just that that big tech trying to control control politics and control the narrative. You're in business for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm in business for myself. I've been in business for myself for 36 years, back to 1986. And I am not claiming to be any kind of business genius. Uh, my decisions have not all been the right decisions, and I will acknowledge I've made mistakes. But I don't think, I've ever made as big a mistake as Sports Illustrated is making. Now, I know we have very conservative listeners, and I'm sure many of our listeners look at the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue and say, that's nothing but light porn. It doesn't belong anywhere. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you. In the, <laughs> in the name of being woke, uh, get woke, go broke, Sports Illustrated, for their swimsuit issue, on the cover of the issue, I think they got two different covers. One is a 74-year-old dietitian. The other is a uh, large, obese, dangerously obese woman. That's what they have on the cover for their Sports Illustrated. Now, that's swimsuit. not Elon Musk's mother, is it? The dietitian. I have no clue. Um, I think I read where Elon Musk's mother was. May might be May Musk. I guess it is. Yeah, she was a dietitian and model. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. May Mm -hmm. Musk. Mm -hmm. That's his mother. Now listen, I I am sure they're very nice people, and and quite frankly, I you know that. But this kind of thing is like uh, Fox Sports putting on the assisted living shuffleboard finals instead of the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I just I, I look at this. I think. Wait a minute. What are what are you trying to prove here? I mean, is it a woke issue or a, an equal rights issue or what? I, I, I look at this. I'm thinking, have you lost your mind? Yeah, May Musk. Yeah, that's yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know where you were going. This I didn't know if you're. Mm, I didn't know if you're going to say that. Uh, let's just say they had some special equipment in the trunks or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> I, I just. I, I mean. And no, get that off the screen. <laughs> well, you're going to get us in trouble there. So now, you no, although I, it is the cover of Sports Illustrated, uh, if you're l- watching on the uh, cable or Facebook or Rumble or whatever we're on these days. What, what is it? I, you know, I, don't, I can't define porn, but I know what it is when I see it or something. Yeah, that was, something. Uh, that was the late 
Well, that's what the um, uh, Supreme Court justice. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, um, the, the first black Supreme Court justice, um, Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, sort of funny with that. Thurgood Marshall was. I mean, this is fact. Don't don't get mad at me. The uh, his contemporaries when they were looking through these pornography cases um he he did his homework on researching the case by watching a lot of the film <laughs> so i'll say watching a lot of the film hey we're gonna take a time out lots more to talk about on monday's edition of news and views love to hear from you five six one eight two five five we'll be right back News and views. He's kind of a diva. He's absolutely fascinating. Ultimate gentleman spy. Irresistible to women, deadly to his enemies, a legend in his own time. You won't believe what he's going to say next on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Here's Tom Lemprecht. Welcome back in. It is National Barbecue Day. Mm. You know, you wonder why Americans are so overweight. Every day, there's some <laughs> National Food Day out here. National Barbecue Day does sound pretty good, though. Um, take a look at your weather forecast. Partly cloudy uh, this afternoon and into the night. There is a chance for more thunderstorms. Wow, the thunderstorm that came through about 3 o'clock? Yeah. Woo! I mean, it was quick, but, man, it was windy, and uh, I was expecting to see a tornado or something. It was uh, got wild and woolly there for a little bit. Chance of rain overnight, 90%. Tomorrow, sunny, a high near 84 with clear skies. Wednesday, sunshine with a few clouds, a high near 85. So really the rest of the week after today, uh, all the way up through uh, Sunday, it looks like Sunday is a slight chance of uh, rain, about a 30% chance of rain, but lots of sunshine and pleasant weather. It does get hot towards the end of the week. but Yeah, that's uh, uh, 90, 94 on Friday in May. That's serious <laughs> for May. I'm not going to complain <clears throat> about the heat, though. I tell you, it's been so long in coming to consistently be warm. I mean, this is the first week, I think, this year that it's been in the 80s or 90s all week long. You know, you, yesterday afternoon was was really warm. I mean, it's comfortable, but it was it was warm. But, A little breeze. But last night, it, when it cooled down with that breeze, I mean, that was perfect. Yeah. I, I yeah. You know, I hate to be picky, but it, I, I would take that year round. You know, 85 get down to 60 ain't happening in eastern north no, carolina buddy no, no 80 85 by <laughs> a lot of people would take that 85 by seven thirty in the morning uh this out from fox news you know up in new york the state of new york they have had a uh, battle back and forth drawing these maps yeah they got him a special master up there too don't they, they do and I, I I don't know how it worked out, and I don't know what the state constitution in New York says. I mean, our constitution here is pretty clear that it is up to the legislature to draw the maps, and that's never been an issue until the Republicans became in charge of the map drawing. Suddenly, it's an issue. Uh, in New York, the Democrats put together, and, and by the way, I'll even back up and say in North Carolina. And I know people are going to say, well, that's your opinion, Tom. Yes, it is my opinion. But my opinion is they drew, the North Carolina legislature drew a very fair map. They tried to keep the counties whole. And uh, you you look at the maps, and I thought they were very fair. In fact, the the masters that came in and redrew them, you know, it wasn't, it, it was then more favorable to the Democrats that were running, but it wasn't, it wasn't highly favorable. I mean, there wasn't a partisan, a huge, swing 180 degrees in the other way it was an adjustment but in new york the democrats put together a map that was highly highly partisan (laughs) in favor of the democrats and uh 
a, a judge came in and said, no, this is, this is not fair. This is not equitable. Uh, they've redrawn the maps. The Democrats protested. They took it back to court. They tried to appeal, let our maps stand. Uh, you know, the, the governor up there, uh, Hochul, and that's her name. Uh, Kathy yeah, Hochul, something like that. Hochul or anyway she she signed on to him said oh yeah this is great i approve them and this the courts came in and said no and they have now drawn new maps they've got their own as you say a map master and uh this looks like it's going to be a a a fair map that really takes the wind out of the sails for the democrats the first map had placed Democrats in a clearly favored position in 22 of the state's 26 districts. Um, One uh, development from the proposed map would complicate the existing makeup of the House. It would also place House Judiciary Committee Jerry Nadler and House Oversight Committee Chairwoman Carolyn uh, Maloney in the same district, which is great news because that means we're going to get rid of one of the two either uh, overweight jerry or uh, crazy carol uh anyway it's uh it's it's sort of fun to see them get gored with the spear they created yeah i don't know how much time you spend in new york but you get outside the metro areas and well except for you know albany and but well, any any metro albany yeah you get upstate new york it's up, quite conservative yeah very conservative and you know rural and agricultural and um just Oh, yeah. Kind of really no different than uh, yeah. parts of eastern North Carolina yeah. and western North Carolina. Except really. a lot colder. Yeah, yeah. My, my grandparents were actually from up around uh, outside of Syracuse in Fayetteville, New York. Cool. And uh, yeah, that's uh, a good up reason there, to move south. Up there where the Finger Lakes are in the, in the New York area. And boy, oh boy. They I have those uh, four day lake effect snows and oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, they, they'd get snow in October and it would be on the ground until April. Mm. Yeah yeah no part of that so yeah as a little guy growing up i spent a lot of time up there um speaking of maps and elections and whatnot um interesting new developments more and more on the election improprieties in the 2020 election i really do think at the end of the day eventually truth you know you've you've got to you've got to push your false narrative down to make it stick and eventually the truth is going to come popping back up well western journal has got an article out today just talking about even in louisiana apparently mark zuckerberg tried to dump in a bunch of money into louisiana and the attorney general down there a guy by the name of jeff landry really jumped on this quickly and Fortunately, I mean, you know, who knows whether we'd have uh, John Kennedy in the uh, U.S. Senate today if uh, if Zuckerberg had gotten away with what he was trying to do in Louisiana. They managed to stop most of that, but apparently, there's a lot of proof popping up and coming out that there were some improprieties done big time. You know, I, I read that article, um, and, and, I, and I've been saving the election stuff since the 2020 election. I just happened to pull back in my file, and North Carolina, you know. The Republicans pretty much won handily everything except for the governor's race. And, um, gosh, was there anything else they lost that was either on a national or either judicial race? I that, think that, that's, that was one of the other reasons why it was so odd yeah. that, that Roy Cooper won and Pat McCrory lost. But I, I wonder, 
I wonder what really happened because when I look back, uh, I just pulled out a memo from the state uh, executive director of the North Carolina Board of Elections that was issued back in August and September based on the the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And when I look back at how little they basically had to prove absentee ballots, and, you know, that kind of happened all over the state based on some of those same lawsuits that Mark Elias and the other ones filed. When I look back at that memo to all this county board of elections, I'm like, gosh, there's, how many votes were really, really fraudulent votes? I mean, it, it, it was a lot of holes yeah. there. It's yeah. just, and I think more and more of this stuff in these states, Arizona, I mean, Georgia's where, you know, the guys were denying everything in Georgia. There's more and more information, drip, drip, drip on that. Nevada, uh, Wisconsin, pretty much everywhere that was in play. Well, we got to keep an eye on this uh, trial for Michael Sussman, who was with uh, Perkins Coy and was working for Hillary Clinton and lied about it. You know, he, oh, I don't have a client. I'm just trying to do my patriotic duty by going to the FBI and uh, making up these outlandish stories about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And what's really going to be interesting is to see who else gets caught up in the net. And, oh, wouldn't it be sweet if uh, Elias um, got caught up with it? Because that guy has done more to damage election integrity than anybody else Oh, well, you in believe this one thing. Uh, one thing you can give the Democrats their praise for. I mean, they, they know how to lawyer up, and it's hard to out-lawyer them. I mean, just, just the facts. But I can tell you, this guy, if he gets close to where – Okay, there's going to be some jail time. There's, yeah. There's going to be some names released. There's going to be some deals cut, I promise you. Cause, yeah, and you it's know, interesting how people around the Clintons end up dead. Cause, yeah, I'm exhausted. Because guys, uh, you know, guys that wear pocket squares and bow ties don't fare well in prison. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> We're going to take another time out. We get back. Uh, the newly installed White House press secretary, Jean-Pierre. Yeah, she is going around calling everyone, I mean everyone, that wears a GOP badge a racist. There's good news and there's bad news related to that. We'll talk about it when we get back. Today's message was really important. Ready your decoder rings. Aha, B. The first letter is B. U, I. It was getting easier now. L, D, build. Build what? Hurry up in there. What was it? The fate of the country may hang in the balance. Decode the day's news. Build back better? A crummy socialist bill. With Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. So we were talking during the break, uh, just sort of a follow-through from uh, what we talked about going into the break, what happened here in North Carolina with Mark Elias and uh, him up there cozying up with the Board of Elections, acting like, okay, you know, we're, we're really having to twist the arms of the Board of Elections. And if you remember, we had a couple of Republicans up there that got really uh, the roll into the stick. And, of course, Mark uh, Elias got to be buddies with Josh Stein, but Benny was reading over some of the things that they sent out to the Board of Elections across the state and how they were supposed to uh, address and deal with these absentee ballots. 
Yeah, you th- you think back. Um, this came. This memo came out after in October seventeenth, twenty twenty. After after the um, Le- yeah elections already the election started. started. Yeah, the early, early election voting, voting and mail-in voting, and it talks about uh, you know, in light of the orders of the D- Democracy North Carolina versus State Board of Elections, and just it talks about absentee ballots. The voter's signature on the envelope shall not be compared with the voter's signature on file. County board shall accept the voter's signature on the container return envelope if it appears to be made by the voter. Meaning, if it appears to be made, appears to be made, which means appears not to be made by another person. Well, how do you tell? Yeah, I, yeah. It says absence of, of evidence to the contrary. The board shall presume the voter signature is that of the voter, even if the signature is illegible. But you can't compare it with what's on record. <laughs> yeah. So, and that came out, you know, two three weeks before the election, after elections already started, and and I, T- total baloney, total baloney. And then they have the chutzpah to come out and say. Oh, these Republicans, it's all about disenfranchisement, and they're all a bunch of racists. And that's kind of the model way in most states, the way things were being followed as a result of that Mark, all those Mark Elias lawsuits. Yep. And you had attorney generals like Josh Stein that, you know, is just dying to be governor next election. He just, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not representing North Carolina. I wasn't, I'm an elected attorney general. I'm representing the Democrat Party. And he just, he just fell right into that mess. Uh, before we get to the next story uh, dealing with our new uh, press secretary, White House press secretary, let me just say as a sidebar, um, if if you've got kids or grandkids and they're fascinated by uh, celebrities, make sure they follow this uh, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp story. I've never seen two individuals that are so royally screwed up than those two. Yeah, I mean, it is unbelievable. <clears throat> These are the the pop culture heroes of our society, and they they, they are both so screwed up. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, Johnny Depp is uh, uh, Depp is. I mean, he sounds like he's already got one foot in the grave. And you know, he's. I can really appreciate his talent as an actor. You, you got to admit, but oh yeah, these he's people, talented, but he's a screwball. And these people are, you know, I mean, they're not fat. I would say, you know, fat, drunk, and stupid's no way to go through life. But I mean, they they stay chemicaled up the whole yes. time. I mean, they just and they don't live. They live in a fantasy land, and it's just like they're like uh, what fifty some year old adolescents is basically what they are. Are they that old? Well, Johnny Depp's, uh, he's probably mid-50s, probably. How old is Amber Heard? I think she's probably in her 30s. Clark might know. But, uh, it just, I mean, they're both screwballs. And, 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 and the vile things that they did to each other. 36. 36. 36. He's, he's, okay. Yeah. I think it's called robbing the cradle. <laughs> 58 and 36. I just, there you go. Uh, okay, let's let's get to uh, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. You know, she is supposed to be the, the face now of um, the diplomat for the White House. She is the, the new conduit between the White House and the press. The New York Post took a look at Jean-Pierre's tweets between 2015 and 2020 and found a staggering 57 instances where she accused people, policies, ideas, or words of being racist. And she accused people and ideas. She was uh, open as uh, 
uh, I mean, she, she accused people and ideas she was opposed to as racist at least 43 times. She did it in TV appearances too. Here is a cut. Now, this is all the voice of Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's all her voice, but this is probably about 12 to 15, maybe 18 different instances of her calling Republicans racist. And what's interesting about this is every one of these was aired on MSNBC or CNN or one of the streaming apps for uh, Peacock, which is MSNBC slash NBC. Here is Jean-Pierre talking about how, and this is supposed to be a fair, tolerant person talking about Republicans. Racism, sexism, misogyny, all of that, homophobia, xenophobia, we, we connected to Donald Trump. Fox News was racist before coronavirus. They are racist during the coronavirus. Fox News will be racist after the coronavirus. Racism has, was, bef- was here before Donald Trump, and it's, uh, sadly, it will be here after yeah. Donald Trump. It walks like a racist, talks like a racist, acts like a racist. It is a racist. And we have a racist president in the White House who really pushes his racism like a peacock. Donald Trump is the first president to have purposefully had made has made racism the center of his of his campaign of his administration clearly i think donald trump wants to get rid of legal immigration and it's because of people who come from brown and black countries he might do away with daca which is another moral line that he would be crossing which is something that would be enforcing advancing a white supremacy agenda donald trump was a white supremacist in 2011 when he decided to be the grand wizard of the birther movement they want to put up these awful voter registration voter suppression laws, which is racism, to make it difficult for people of color to vote. And voter suppression is racism. That's- Xenophobia and racism has always played a role in outbreaks. If you look at SARS, if you look at Ebola, if you look at yellow fever or Spanish flu. We've been talking about the coronavirus and how it is an epidemic in this country, which is true. But another epidemic in this country is racism. Can we kind of dispel this whole idea that the Tea Party was about the deficit yeah. when, when clearly that is not true? What it was about was a reactionary to the the, the 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 racism in America that we were seeing at the time. And what are we going to do to actually um, start the process? Because it's going to take some time to uproot sy- systemic racism. We have to keep continue to call out this racism. Unbelievable. And, and I rest my case. I mean, what if she said several times in there that this, this voter suppression is racism? And what is voter suppression? <clears throat> voter integrity is their mm-hmm. definition of voter suppression. She not only went after Trump and the Tea Party, she also said that Steve Bannon was a white nationalist. He is a racist. Sebastian Gorka uh, is another racist. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was a bigot and a racist. Now, Jeff Sessions wasn't the best attorney general we could have had, but if one thing I can say about the guy, he was not a bigot and a racist. He was a fine Christian man. And I mean, you, you, could you give us some examples? I mean, you just throw this stuff out and, and uh, you, you just, if I say it often enough, hopefully it will sick. And it's sickening. It is sickening to, to hear these unfounded accusations. And, and by the way, the, those clips we just played, the other people that were on MSNBC and CNN, oh, they were all shaking their heads. Yes, oh, yes, oh, we don't disagree with that. Yeah, that's all good stuff. <sighs> yeah, just like the seals at SeaWorld when you yeah. throw er, a fish er, to er, them. Er. Mm-hmm. Clapping like seals. Now, interestingly, I agree with the notion that there is systemic racism in the United States. 
But it's not the Tea Party. It's not the Trump administration. It's not conservatives. It is the ilk of Corinne Jean-Pierre. Mm-hmm. I mean, these these blatant, unsubstantiated accusations are racism. I mean, when you when you play the race card, I don't. That is racist. But here's the good news. This proves beyond the shadow of a doubt the emptiness of the progressive movement. They can't debate the issues. They continue to play the race card, and that's all they have. That's it. That is all this woman has. And frankly, uh, the probability uh, of why Biden chose her, a black woman, to be the new press secretary is, quite frankly, I think they said, hey, you know what? She can go ahead and play that race card, and it seems like it's got more punch if it's coming from a black woman. Yeah, and you wait until Peter Ducey ask a tough question and he's going to be the only one to ask a tough question oh he will be the most racist yeah and they, they, yeah. they'll make it yeah. all about race because yeah. she happens to have you know black skin you know another thing that's interesting that that i really didn't know who this person was but she is i know she attended the white house correspondence dinner with her but they say she's married to cnn political reporter um malvo i think that's correct I yeah suzanne that. malvo yeah and uh I mean, that's a conflict of interest. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I oh, yeah, that's it. Right. She's a lesbian, too. If you say, well, wait a minute, that's, but, yeah, she's a but, lesbian. But so you she's know, married to a woman. I mean, she's sitting in the White House. Uh, I mean, she's the White House press secretary, and you got a, yeah. a White House correspondent. Uh, Bingo. I mean, you think you think she's going to get a little inside baseball and conflict of interest issues? Pillow talk. Yeah, pillow talk. Um, you know, but this is like a man with a limited vocabulary who depends upon vulgar language to try to make a point. Yep. She she does she can't talk the issues and they have no issues. I mean they have they have no substance. So what do they have to do? They have to depend upon calling names and they they think the race card still works. Frankly, I think it is so tired and so worn out. The people, you know, I I know that the the libs in Washington still think it's effective. And unfortunately, you still have some Republicans that, oh, oh, please, please do anything, but don't call me a racist. I mean, look, you've got to realize that this is name calling pure and simple. Now, and you got to remember, too, that this Jean-Pierre is a one-time national spokesperson for MoveOn.org. Oh, yeah. George yeah. Soros. Yeah. Everything she's done has been just radical far left. And nothing, I mean, there's there's absolutely no way that she got that job except for her skin color. I, I hate to say that, but it, it's that they they want to. I mean, Jen Psaki has done really a heck of a job considering. I mean, she's been done a great job lying. Uh, she has, of course. You know, she's only getting shots from you know one or two people in the White House press corps. That's gotten a little bit worse lately. But they figure they can put her up there and they just say, you know what. She won't be attacked, and if she if she is attacked, we'll attack the person attacking her yeah. because she's black. Yeah. No. She's a black. And female. remember, remember what Joe Biden said. This this is uh, cut to Clark. This is what Joe Biden said just a couple of weeks before the election about how he was going to be the great uniter. I'm an American president. I represent all of you, whether you voted for me or against me, and I'm going to make sure that you're represented. I'm going to give you hope. We're going to move. We're going to choose science over fiction. We're going to choose hope over fear. We're going to choose to move forward because we have enormous opportunities to make things better. And I'm going to say, as I said at the beginning, what is on the ballot here is the character of this country, decency, 
honor, respect, treating people with dignity, making sure that everyone has an even chance. And I'm going to make sure you get that. That is what you call bloviating BS. It was, and what was on ballot, what was on the ballot is what Victor Davis Hanson said, is whether you wanted civilization or not. And you see what we've got. We've got the highest crime, runaway inflation, um, gas prices that are breaking people's back. and the economy that is on the brink of collapse. Yeah, it's terrible. Stay with us. Benny and I'll be right back. washed his head so many times he can now see the answers to his tests from high school. Uh, those aren't the right answers. And you never know what to expect with Tom Lambrecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So the Biden administration is now lying about the uh, formula being at the border and uh, Representative um, Kat Kamrak from Florida decided she was going to go down to the border because uh, basically the Biden administration has said that Border Patrol, that they're liars, that there is no pallets of formula down there. She went down with her phone and there, there's, I mean, you can go to, onto the Fox News um, website and see the video that she shot. There are not pallets of formula and diapers and wipes and everything for all kinds of kids. There are warehouses of this stuff, not pallets, warehouses, as in more than one. Uh, I mean, does the Biden administration think that it's not going to show up as evidence that they're liars? And yet they, they continue to lie. They double down. I mean, they'll come back and say, oh, well, that, that video has been manipulated. That's obviously photoshopped. Town Hall is reporting during an interview at a conference in Dallas, Texas over the weekend, Clarence Thomas revealed when he will absolutely leave the Supreme Court. I love this. This is cut three, Clark. This is Clarence Thomas over the weekend. When he will leave the Supreme Court. One of the things I'd say in response to the media is when they talk about, especially early on, about the way I did my job, I said, I will absolutely leave the court when I do my job as poorly as you do yours. (laughs) And that was meant as a compliment, really. (laughs) I love this laugh. I think we've neglected this side of the room. Oh, gosh. All the way over here, yes. (laughs) It really is good to be me. It really is. (laughs) You know know what I love about this and and is is so sweet about this, and I mean this in the, the best sense, is here is a good, honorable man who was kicked in the teeth and other places by the mainstream media and liberals. Mm-hmm. He was lied about. He was vilified. And as this is what he so eloquently said at his hearing after he was belittled, denigrated. Mm-hmm. This is what he said about these bloviating, self-important, so-called tolerant liberals. Cut four. And from my standpoint... As a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. And let us not forget... Let us not forget who is heading up this confirmation of Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. 
the man who's now glibly calling every conservative a racist. That would be Joe Cousin Eddie Biden. I mean, this is unbelievable. And, and, and Joe, you know, he was the guy that was going to represent all of America. And, uh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's Joe. I mean, Robin th- I, 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 we are talking during the break again. These people are racist. They are. This is the most vile, racist administration. I don't know how far you'd have to go back to put people up and say the kind of things that you, you mentioned during the break. What if this was reversed? What if this was reversed and a, a Republican was making such vile comments and accusations with no proof at all and using the race card? Well, we'll just think about um, the, the the latest Senate hearings on uh, is that uh, what's her name the, the the new Supreme Court Justice yeah uh, yeah Brown is it Brown? Could, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. Jackson Brown. Yeah, Jack. No, that's that's, that's the same. Well, I know, but I, but I thought she had a two a two Doctor Maya two word name. Yeah. But anyway, Katenji something. Yeah, Katenji yeah. Jackson Brown Jackson. Or, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> obviously she's not really high on our list no. of important people. But just think about it. Republicans that thought it was unreasonable for her not to be able to define a woman yeah. because she was not a biologist yeah. were labeled as racist. Yes. Well, that question. Yes. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. We, our, our news media is just, uh, I mean, they're just in the tank for the Democrats. By the way, uh, Clarence Thomas also confirmed at the same conference in Dallas that uh, damage that has been done to the court and the distrust that has now been injected into how the court operates. You know, he said that, um, you know, going back, it, it, but he's the longest serving member of the court. He said, you know, for the first 11 years he was on the court, he said it was like family. He said, now, we are partisan. We disagreed on a lot of things, but we trusted each other, and we really loved and liked each other, and we worked together well. And he said, that's gone, and I don't know that it will ever be repaired. That's sad. Yeah, it is. Hey, thanks for being with us. we got to run. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.